I'm Nick. I'm Alex. And what is this? Oh, it is what, what it is. is. Wow. wow. Your information <laughs> podcast in bite-sized snippets, but today it's going to be a really big bite. Yeah, that's going to be like <laughs> one of those times where you cut a piece out of the cake and then take the rest of the cake with you. Exactly. <laughs> one of those that's bites. what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that I make really good analogies. Dude, totally. All right. So somehow were with us last time. Wow, if you were, thank you for coming back. Yeah, thanks for coming back. It's a pleasure to have you again. Oh, our second episode. That's Holy crap. Right. Um, yeah, Alex and I were like, dude, we should talk about things we could explain in our pilot and like, we're going to do evil, for instance. But we're like, it's spooky season. It's spooktober. It's true. So we should do something spooky. Something slightly scary. We're like, well, you know, we might as well just actually do Resident Evil. Yay! So, somehow, Alex put 400 years of history <laughs> into five minutes. I think you vastly <laughs> underestimated how much history I did. <laughs> I'm going to try to give you the plot of the Resident Evil games. And you know, we were talking about it. I have nine pages of notes. Yes, I'm, I don't know what any of them are, but yeah. it sounds great. I condensed it to like six pages. Good Lord. But it's still a lot. So, Alex and I came up with a new concept. Yes. We're so, piloting it. That's right. This is our first try, uh, since it's our second episode ever. Yeah, so we can do whatever we want, <laughs> That's really. exactly right. So, instead of me telling you and how many minutes I'm going to give this to you in, we're going to do this one. Uh, is it... We're going to a cap. This is going to be an A-cap. An A-cap An A-cap episode. Yeah, where'd you put the U in there? I don't know. I just... There's a Q, so I assume it's a U. <laughs> so, I said quap. We're doing an A-cap episode. Which is as quick as possible. Yes, because this is honestly one of those things where there's just so much content. It's really gross. It just would be unreasonable. Like, you wouldn't even know what game we were talking about unless we did it this way. Right. So instead of me giving you, like, it's going to take this long, Alex is going to time me. We're going to do stopwatch style. I got a timer right here. And we'll see how fast I can explain it. Yes. Um... I'll say ahead of time, there is an explanation on YouTube by Push Square. It's a YouTube channel. There's a dude on there that explains it in about 27 minutes, I think. Oh, wow. Nice. Most explanations are either 40 minutes or two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why we're doing this. <laughs> right. But his was in like the 20 to 30 minute range. That's pretty and good. his is amazing. It's a really good explanation. A lot of my content came from reading fandom articles and watching his video. So Aww. shout out to him. If you want a better explanation after mine, go watch his <laughs> video. But he points out at the beginning... I think it was him. I could be wrong. I think it was him. If it wasn't, Archark will say who it actually was. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Archark. Thanks, Archark. Grace Lopez. But it was either him or someone else on YouTube compared King uh, <laughs> compared Resident <laughs> Evil to the Kingdom Hearts of horror games. Oh, of just how much backtracking and yes. ridiculous double lore there is in this. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. I've never That's played Kingdom really good. Hearts. But I hear it's complicated, and you've got, like, read seven and a half after birth 12 and things like that. Oh, yeah. I freaking, I watched a, t a tutorial. <laughs> I watched <laughs> a tutorial on how to understand Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. No, I, that seems like a tutorial. I, yeah. I, I, kind of, I, know, I watched a, 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 oh, my God. I watched an explain. <laughs> an explanation. The, an explanation video of the Kingdom Hearts yeah. games. I gave up in five minutes. I was like, I'm done. I don't care. Oh, my Lord. 
So we probably won't do that in a future episode, just say. I mean, unless people ask for it, I guess. And in then, which, case, which case, one of us will suffer. I'll grumble a lot. Yeah, I'll grumble, grumble. But I am very excited for this one. I actually really, well, I mean, both of us really like like Resident I'm Evil fan, yeah. slash horror games in general. So right. this one, I'm super pumped for, and I didn't read ahead. I don't know what you're going to tell me. Right. So I'm excited. So I was prepared to do this like in an auctioneer voice. Oh, please don't. I was just going to like go really <laughs> fast. But Alex was like, take your time and we'll just see how long it takes. Yeah. Uh, my goal is to do under 20 minutes. Let's see what happens. We'll I see. Timer. I, you can't see it. It's right yeah, there. I can't see the timer. That's I can watch the time, I guess. No, don't do that. All right. Here we go. All right. Are, are we starting? Uh, you tell me. I'm going to say. Okay. I want to do the Mario Kart voice. Three, two, one, go! All right, first things first. The progenitor virus is responsible for all of human evolution. Of course. Uh, And it is discovered in the Neolithic era by the Nidipaya tribe in West Africa. You made up all those words. These are all real. (laughs) In stone trip daisies. Don't know if that's how you say it. Okay, sure. Okay, typically... Ingesting it either kills you, but if it doesn't, you mutate, and sometimes you get to be king of the nitty pie. There you go. Oh, okay. Also, there's the Las Plagas parasite. Probably also came from West Africa. Controls people's nervous systems. Oh. They also mutate. Okay. Separately from that, there's the mold, also known as the fungal root. You. <laughs> which, uh, not from West Africa. Uh, the core of that is called the megamycete, and that was found in Eastern Europe. And everybody dead nearby, it absorbs their consciousness. So those are the three things you got to know about. All right. The progenitor virus, Las Plagas, and the mold, a.k.a. fungal root. So these are three just viruses. Kind of. (laughs) Basically. Viral things. Yes. The year is 1909. Some chick named Miranda has a child named Eva uh, in Eastern Europe. Eva dies in 1919 from the Spanish flu, and Miranda says, woe is me, and goes into a cave to die and discovers (laughs) the megamycete. As you do. And she touches it, and she finds the consciousness of generations full of people, including her daughter, Eva. So she decides to go back to her village and infect everybody with it, (laughs) with these little gross guys called Kadoos, in order to find a host to bring her daughter's consciousness back to life. Oh, Most people become lichens, except for these four patriarchs who become super-powered, and they all rule together. Fast forward to 1950... Uh, Oswell Spencer is a British aristocrat on a hike in the mountains who gets lost and Miranda saves him. Oh. Uh, and the two of them talk about viruses. Miranda wants to save her child. Oswell Spencer wants to forward human evolution because he thinks human beings are doomed <laughs> after living in Europe through the Cold War and World War II. Oh. And so he thinks we need to evolve. And so ultimately they have different long-term goals. So they split up. But they stay pen pals. This is just like Bungie and freaking uh, 434. Wait, what is yeah, it? 343. Three, four. Wow, I got that so close. <laughs> yeah, almost. Uh, all right. So he gets two cronies that he met in school, Edward Ashford and Dr. James Marcus. And he has this really cool book that he loves about some guy who went to Africa and discovered stuff. So he goes to Africa and he finds the flowers and the three of them extract the progenitor virus out of the flowers. Why would you do that? Because they're bad people. (laughs) Uh, They go to Africa in 1966 and find that. And then using that, they found Umbrella Umbrella Pharmaceuticals, which is a pharmaceutical company that they use as a front to hide their research into viruses and trying to evolve human beings. All right. The next year in 1967, the Spencer Mansion is constructed by George Trevor in the Arclay Mountains outside Raccoon City, USA. Raccoon 
That's right. Pink now drop. we know what things are. <laughs> uh, and it's supposed to be a company retreat, but in reality, it's a secret lab. Uh, when it's constructed, Spencer brings, brings Trevor to come have dinner and then infects his wife and his daughter. And his wife dies immediately, and his uh, daughter, Lisa, mutates oh into God. kind of the first modern mutation, and she becomes Spencer's long-term uh, test subject. Uh, A.K.A. chained to a radiator in the basement. Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, almost exactly. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'd just like to say I did not know that. <laughs> uh, all right, 1968, the next year after that, the Umbrella Executive Training School is opened, which is a boarding school and a laboratory run by Marcus. That's one a of the horrible or- combination. Yeah, it's one of the... Th- well, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus being one of the original three cronies... Uh, so the goal of the school is to look for brilliant children to then infect with this virus. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> so they can become future executives of Umbrella slash super people. Even though they'll be mutated. Right. Because they want them to be super powered. Oh. And so they also decided, like, let's just throw in there that we're going to do bioweapons research, which from now on will be called BOWs, so we can get funding from the American military. Oh, smart. Right. So... They take this group of students, they teach them and infect them, and they as a whole are referred to as Wesker. Oh. <laughs> Name drop. Yeah, I, I, okay, I'm starting to catch on. That's right. So, Edward Ashford, during this time, is working with his son Alexander in Antarctica, because what bad guy doesn't have a facility in Antarctica? Yeah, all of them. Edward is afraid of dying and losing his prestige and influence over the company, so he researches viruses while his son Alexander researches human cloning. And then Spencer kind of ices Edward Ashford by exposing him to the progenitor virus in the year of 68. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> In 1971, Alexander clones his great-great-grandmother, Veronica, who is supposed to be the most wonderfulest person, into Alex- Alexia and her accidental twin, uh, Alfred, who was an accident, and it's obvious. <laughs> Wait. Because <laughs> he is not as smart as Alexia is. <laughs> Wait, so she, she, she gets infected and... Poop, a twin comes out. Well, his great great grandmother has been dead for a long time, and so he just like takes her corpse and clones it into twins Alexia and Alfred. And one of them is dumb. And one of them was an accident. It was just supposed to be Alexia. And then we get Alfred, and it's kind of like, all right, you exist. <laughs> cool. Back in the academy. At the 1977 to 78 school year, Marcus finally decides he has two good cookies, and they are Dr. <laughs> Albert, one of the Weskers. Oh my God. Uh huh. And Dr. William Birkin. And uh, our boy Marcus is super paranoid and thinks that everybody's out to get him. So he doesn't trust Spencer and wants to take over the company himself. So instead of trusting any of his scientists, who he thinks are all spies for Spencer, he leaves everything up to Birkin and uh, Wesker. Oh, yeah, because you don't trust your employees, but you trust these two strange children. Exactly. Perfect. So the two of them run the operations, and they create the T-Virus! We got lettuce in front of viruses now! (laughs) And they do that by splicing the progenitor virus with leeches. Gross. That's disgusting. (laughs) Right. And it's supposed to be a B.O.W. that's supposed to create, like, super soldiers, but usually it just kills people, or... Surprise, surprise, turns them into zombies. <laughs> yeah, imagine you got a bazooka that just fires off infectious leeches. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> uh, eventually, Spencer closes down the school because Marcus thinks all of the children are idiots. <laughs> and he moves Wesker, Birkin, and the T-Virus to work in his mansion basement and leaves Marcus to work in the old rundown school basement because most zombie work gets done in basements. <laughs> 
also true. In 1983, Alexia and Alfred learn that they're clones by opening some secret door, and they decide that has got to go, and they infect Alexander Ashford and turn him into the monster Nosferatu. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, so she takes some notes into Dad and then injects herself and then cryo-freezes herself so that she doesn't mutate uncontrollably and says, Alfred, keep watch. And stays that way for like 15 years. <laughs> because that's why I want keeping watch, Alfred. Precisely. Uh, in 1988, some Umbrella Boys pressure Spencer to get better B.O.W.s. So Wesker and Birkin go back to their old school with a team of Umbrella goons who kill Marcus and steal his research. Oh my God. So it turns out he was right to be paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that includes the Tyrant Project, which is one of the things they steal. And during his isolation, Marcus created this thing called the Queen Leech, which of course slithers into his dying body, which resurrects him and makes him younger and have long hair. <laughs> what? Just cause. <laughs> ah, anime games. Yep. After this, Birkin does some more experimenting on Lisa and using her antibodies isolates the G-Virus and continues to research on the G-Virus in a lab that Spencer creates underneath of Raccoon City called The Nest. Uh, in the 1990s, Wesker decides to do some work in the U.S. military, goes and diddles around with some chick in Adonia, and then comes back to the U.S. And in 96, he gets assigned to the STARS team, which is Umbrella's private police force in Raccoon City, which we now hit the year 1998, which oh my is God. a good year for zombies and a bad year for Raccoon City, <laughs> and starts with Resident Evil Zero. So we've now hit the games. Oh my god, we just now are getting to the video games. <laughs> and I should have noticed or noted before that I'm just hitting the like core games that are like, you know, important. Anyway, <laughs> Rebecca Chambers is a member of Star's Team Bravo who is investigating brutal murders in the Arclave Mountains. And then her helicopter crashes and it turns out there's zombie dogs that are killing people. <laughs> so she runs this. around and finds the abandoned Umbrella School with the new zombie leech Marcus hiding in the basement. So she kills Marcus and then Wesker and Birkin blow up the facility, which a lot of these... And with facilities blowing up. Yeah, that's actually the main theme. Precisely. The next day is Resident Evil 1, in which Star's Alpha Team, led by Wesker, is sent out into the mountains to figure out what happened to Bravo Team, because we haven't heard back from them. Which is the cover story. In reality, he was told by Umbrella, hey, go, go with your team and fight some zombies and give us some combat data afterwards. So he's prepared for everyone to die. Oh. And Bravo Team consists of Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, and Wesker himself, and other people. Oh my god, Chris Redfield, there you are. There he is, that's his first appearance. Uh, after they get attacked by zombie dogs, everyone finds their way into the Spencer Mansion and immediately pull a Scooby-Doo and they all split up, as you do. <laughs> Which eventually, depending on who you're playing as, Jill or Chris will run into Rebecca Chambers, who lets them know that Wesker is an evil bad guy. <laughs> True. Wesker then infects himself with a virus and releases the tyrant, and they kill the tyrant with the rocket launcher and then fly off as Wesker blows up the facility. Spoiler alert, that's the ending to every single game. <laughs> yeah, that really, it, it, yes. <laughs> Uh, Birkin decides to betray Umbrella for no good reason to try to sell the G-Virus, which of course Umbrella finds out, and they go to kill him. And as he lays dying, he injects himself with the virus and turns into a giant mutant, who then kills the baddies who were sent to kill him, and for some reason his facility is right over the water supply, and they drop the T-Virus into it. Of course! <laughs> that kicks off Resident Evil 2. Leon Kennedy goes to Raccoon City for his first day on the job and picks up Chris's sister, Claire, who has gone to Raccoon City to find out what the heck happened to her brother, who shipped off to Europe without telling her. Oh, Chris, no. Very quickly, the two of them realize there's a zombie outbreak happening, and they get separated by an exploding vehicle. Claire finds and saves Sherry Birkin, daughter of William Birkin. Uh, and then William infects her because he never took parenting classes. <laughs> 
This is my daughter. Of course I must make her into a zombie. <laughs> Naturally. Leon escapes the police station while getting chased by a tyrant affectionately known as Mr. X and runs into an FBI agent, Ada Wong, who's looking into Umbrella. Ah. Leon and Ada find Annette Birkin, wife of William, mother of Sherry, and chase her down into the nest. And Claire also ends up in the nest while looking for an antidote for Sherry. And all parties kill a mutated William after he, like, really jacks up Annette. Also, it turns out Annette, Annette, Ada is not FBI, and she double crosses everybody to steal a G virus sample. And then Annette shoots her, and she falls off and presumably dies. And then Annette gives the antidote to Sherry, and then Annette also dies. <laughs> Leon, Sherry, and Claire escape on a train. They shoot another tyrant with another rocket launcher, as is tradition. <laughs> Resident Evil 3 happens at the same bat time in the same bat place. Of course. Jill Valentine is trying to escape the infected city, uh, but is being hunted down by a tyrant side project called Nemesis. Jill runs into Carlos Oliveira, a Umbrella Biohazard Countermeasure Service, or UBCS member, but is infected with the T-Virus by the nemesis while trying to escape, and she falls unconscious. And then wakes up, because Carlos cured her. <laughs> <laughs> and the government says, we have to nuke Raccoon City, because we all know in these sorts of situations, you have to nuke it from orbit, because that's the only way to be sure. That's the only way to be sure! <laughs> so the two of them kill Nemesis, and then escape via chopper as the city explodes. Three months later comes in code Veronica. Claire has now figured out that Chris is not in Raccoon City, and so she goes to an umbrella facility in Paris to look for him, and is immediately captured and sent to Rockford Island, which is overseen by our old pal twin clone, Alfred Ashford. Oh my god, Alfred is still alive? <laughs> Alfred is here! At the same time Claire lands on Rockford Island, a group called HCF, I cannot figure out what that stands for, is attacking the island, which, surprise, surprise, leads to another zombie outbreak, obviously. Claire escapes via plane, which is then redirected by Alfred to the Antarctica facility. Alfred gets shot, releases Alexia, and then dies and just overall really contributes a lot. Oh, but he let his twin go. That's he good. He did do that. At this point, in an amazing irony, Chris shows up on Rockford looking for Claire. <laughs> and sister, where are you? <laughs> and just the Benny Hill theme song is playing in the background the entire time. <laughs> Chris runs into Wesker, who now has superpowers, and is the one behind the HCF attack because he is searching for the T-Veronica virus on the island. The both of them end up in Antarctica because that's where Alexia and the T-Virus is. And I will give you one guess how this game ends. Blowing up a facility with a rocket launcher. They shoot Alexia with a rocket launcher <laughs> and then blow up the base. <laughs> I only need one guess ever. <laughs> now the year is 2004 and it's time for Resident Evil 4. And I'm alive. That's right. <laughs> you exist now. I, I do too. Uh, Umbrella got disbanded because even though their heartburn medicine is great, they killed a bunch of people and everyone disliked that. Leon is now a federal agent and heads to Spain to save the president's daughter, Ashley Graham, because when the president's daughter is kidnapped, you send one guy <laughs> i mean that's what i learned from escape from la yeah that's a good point actually those kind of are the same thing uh so leon goes to save her from a cult led by osmond sadler not to be confused with oswell uh spencer inconveniently everyone nearby has las plagas and ashley has las plagas because they infected her so that she would go back to the u.s and infect the president and kill him because oh my god all terrorist plots involve killing the president and taking over the world exactly and leon also has Las Plagas oh because my God. Oswell thinks he'll be useful, but all of the townspeople keep trying to kill him. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, Leon runs into, guess who? 
Ada Wong, who is now working for, guess who, Wesker. Oh my God. And in character, obviously is trying to get a sample of Las Plagas. And Wesker's employment is getting a little bit confusing because he works for HCF, who competed with Umbrella, but now he also works for Tricell, who is trying to make BOWs. Leon heals Ashley himself, shoots Sadler with a rocket launcher, yes! the facility explodes, and they yes! escape via jet ski. Yes! <laughs> and then Ada decides to not help Wesker just because she's never working for who we think she's working for oh, ever. God. Oh, God. <laughs> now we hit 2006 and Resident Evil 5. First things first, Chris Redfield is jacked. <laughs> yeah, he suddenly has no neck. <laughs> he is huge. <laughs> Chris and Jill, who now work for the Bioterrorism Security Alliance Assessment Alliance, also known as the BSAA, go to Europe because we only use two-person teams now ever since the first game. <laughs> and they go to the Spencer Estate, not to be confused with the Spencer Mansion, oh. to go find Spencer himself. But instead they find Wesker. Oh, who is now Neo from the Matrix? Wait, what? <laughs> he wears leather and has superpowers. Oh, cool. And he recently killed uh, Spencer himself. Oh. Jill unnecessarily sacrifices herself by tackling Wesker out of a window. Oh. But we all know since Jason Bourne, until you see a body, they're not dead. This is true. Which they're not. Okay. <laughs> Wesker does some science to Jill for his new project, Ouroboros, because he wants to release the virus into the atmosphere, infecting everybody, and either they'll die or they'll become superpowered like him. Which, I don't know why you'd want competition, but okay. Because yeah, the whole point of this whole thing was to make sure everybody involved. <laughs> Jump oh, to 2008. Right. Chris Redfield is shipped off to West Africa to bring down a black market BOW dealer, Ricaro Irving. And he does, after he turns into a giant monster, of course. And turns out everybody has Las Plagas again. Chris runs into Wesker again, because obviously he wasn't dead, because they didn't shoot him with a rocket launcher yet. <laughs> and blow up a facility. That's right. Uh, and neither did Jill. But she is blonde now for some reason. What? I don't know. You don't have to trade actresses. It's not a movie. It's a video game. <laughs> Uh, so Wesker created this mind control serum, which is constantly being injected into Jill through this big red glowing thing on her chest. So obviously they shoot dead and Jill is freed. <laughs> Chris chases down Wesker as he tries to fly away to dispense his virus, but they bring the plane down into an active volcano and somehow that doesn't kill everyone immediately. <laughs> As you do. It's Resident Evil. Right. <laughs> Wesker, unsurprisingly, injects himself with Ouroboros because of course he does. And he mutates into a monster because of course he does. Chris Redfield punches some boulders because of course they shoot Wesker with a rocket launcher because of course. And then escape via helicopter because duh. <laughs> <laughs> because this is Resident Evil. But Wesker might be alive. We don't know. That takes us to 2012 and Resident Evil 6, which oh. is the first one you and I played, yes. only because it was co-op. <laughs> yep, and I still don't regret that. And this game could have its own episode because it oh is my God. four campaigns following six, seven people, eight if you count the agent, which it's you probably shouldn't. So It's so crazy. <laughs> but let me tell you the parts that matter. <laughs> Sherry Burkett is now an adult, and her and Chris Redfield go to Adonia to rescue Jake Muller from a C-virus outbreak because there's a C-virus now, and because he has the antibodies, and he obviously has the antibodies because he's Wesker's son. <laughs> oh, yeah, and also a jerk. Yeah, and uh, apparently, yeah, Wesker didn't use protection and has a son. <laughs> uh, the C-virus was created by the family because we need another evil group of people uh, who is led by Derek Simmons and Neo Umbrella led by Carla Ramadas, who looks like Ada Wong but isn't Ada Wong and definitely won't cause any confusion at all. <laughs> 
2013, the president wants to be honest and tell people what happened at Raccoon City. So Nero Umbrella attacks the White House and infects the president. So Leon shoots him in the head. And I don't know why Sadler didn't do that because it's a lot <laughs> less complicated than trying to kidnap the daughter and all that stuff. Yeah, why? Well, just guns. Yeah, it's super easy. So now the president's dead. Uh, so the real Ada tells Leon that Derek Simmons, a national security advisor, is the one behind the recent zombie attacks real ada kills fake ada leon kills Derek simmons after he mutates into a giant monster by shooting him with a rocket, rocket launcher, launcher. <laughs> classic he's really dead this time maybe uh well this is Derek simmons uh wesker is gone did i say wesker no okay i meant Derek simmons no you're uh, good mueller's antibodies are used to save everybody also chris is in this game <laughs> Oh, yeah. In 2014, a new baddie group called The Connections, because we did another one, oh my takes God. HCF research and makes some mind control mold and creates a new intelligent B.O.W. named Evelyn, who vomits mold to control people's minds. <laughs> Me too. Unfortunately, Evelyn is a child, kind of, and has temper tantrums, so it doesn't work out. And the tanker she's on crashes into the Louisiana Bayou, where she and her handler, Mia Winters, are picked up by the Baker family. Evelyn uses her mind control powers to control the Baker family and Mia and makes them into cannibal psycho killers, which is typical 10-year-old stuff. <laughs> in 2015, the Umbrella Corp shoots some stuff. In 2017, <laughs> in Resident Evil 7, Ethan Winters, the husband of Mia, gets a message from her saying that she's still alive and wants him to come get her. So he goes to Louisiana and fights through unbelievable circumstances <laughs> yes. of horror propelled solely by husbandly love. <laughs> and frankly, Ethan Winters and Blake Lagerman from Outlast 2 have set way too high of a standard on husbands <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, if you won't go save your girl from a cannibalistic family, I don't know who You're you are. You're not even a good husband. <laughs> so, Jack Baker kills Ethan by punching him in the face, but turns out he didn't. <laughs> so then Ethan gets a vaccine, kills a giant monster Evelyn without using rockets, because oh, yeah. this is post-Silent Hills PT horror, which is now realistic and gritty and oh so good <laughs> and then Chris Redfield shows up who is now proportionately muscular <laughs> and is now working for Blue Umbrella who are the good guys because blue is good and red is bad <laughs> Chris then has Mia and Ethan shipped off to Europe to live a new life and in 2020 Ethan and Mia have a daughter named Rosemary who turns out to be super powerful because it turns Ethan is actually a mold monster swamp man and Mia knows this <laughs> but she doesn't tell anyone and apparently the doctor she went to really respects the rules of HIPAA and also doesn't <laughs> tell anyone. <laughs> Uh, at some point after having Rose, Mia is kidnapped and replaced by Miranda from way back when, who pretends to be Mia because she knows Rose is powerful somehow and wants to use her to bring back Eve. Oh, yeah, Eva. I was going to say a quick note, Miranda being the one who wanted to bring back her daughter. Right. Chris and Blue Umbrella also figure this out and shoot Miranda a bunch and explain nothing to Ethan because that'd be way too easy. So now he thinks they killed his wife. So fake Mia corpse Miranda then comes to life and attacks the Honda Odyssey that Ethan, Rose, and her were being <laughs> transported in. And Ethan awakens within Miranda's village. So he fights some lycanthropes and all four of Miranda's lords and then goes to fight Miranda herself. But she rips his heart out and he dies again temporarily. <laughs> While Ethan is dead again, Chris finds Mia, who tells Chris that Ethan is a mold boy and that Ethan comes back to life because he's a mold boy. <laughs> he then kills a mutated Miranda with just normal old bullets. Yeah. Even though there's a rocket present. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he starts dying again, but this time for real, I guess. <laughs> uh, Chris then gets Ethan and Rose to safety, but Ethan sacrifices himself unnecessarily no to reason. blow up the Megamycete while Chris escapes via helicopter as usual. 
Also, the BSAA is now making BOWs. Also, Rose grows up to be an Evelyn that actually works. And that is time right there. (laughs) 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 Holy shnikes. My, like, past five days have been nothing but reading the lore of Resident Evil. I have slept and breathed and dreamt and bled Resident Evil, and that is all of it. And you vomited mold to control people's minds. I sure did. Holy stromboli. Do you want to know your time? Yeah, how fast did we get that done? 22 minutes and 50 seconds. All right, well, I wanted to do sub-20 minutes, but... I feel like that's not too bad. No, that's really not that bad, honestly. For that many games and all that background, not too bad. Yeah, that's Resident Evil 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and Code Veronica with a short mention to Umbrella Core. And there's a few I didn't mention because they don't matter. Yeah, they are just extras. Right. But yeah, okay, I have to say, getting through those games, which I haven't even played all of them. Yeah. I watched a bunch of two-hour videos so then I could play the ones I wanted to. Right, as you do. Including seven and eight. Getting to the end and realizing that Ethan was dead, like, the whole time. Yeah. Like, he actually died in seven and has just been alive in eight because right. he's not he's a real human boy. anymore. And now his daughter... Like, the plot from the... I didn't know all the background. Yeah. So to hear that the plot from the very beginning was Miranda was like, I want to bring my daughter back to life... And then tries to do that with, I don't know if you mentioned that, that she tried to do that using um, Evelyn, the the little girl who controlled uh, yeah. the mold in Seven. Right. And then that didn't work because right. you kill her as Ethan. Right. And then it works with his daughter, that Rosemary actually is Evelyn, Miranda's daughter. Eva. Or. So that's wait, the thing, what? is she's trying to bring back her daughter, Eva. Yes. And then and does so, that with Rosemary, right? Uh, Well, it seems like Eva didn't make it because they don't really explain that in eight because Miranda's whole thing is like I have to bring back my daughter Eva yeah and so then she dips Rose into her black goo yeah which just spits Rose back out and not Eva and she has superpowers now and um so she is like the Evelyn bioweapon but she works and doesn't spew mold all over the place (laughs) But it also seems like she was already powerful beforehand. Right, yeah, so maybe she's not. Like, what happened to Eva? I don't know. So maybe we just put a nice big old stamp on that story. We're like, Miranda's dead and she never got her daughter back. But right. now Rosemary has superpowers. Right. I have no idea what that's going to become. I have no, I'm really <laughs> excited for the next game, though. Right. And yeah, Alex and I, when we were thinking about topics to do, we're like, well, the Resident Evil TV show is coming out. Which is, I think, also background, and it's just about Raccoon City? It will be in Raccoon City. I don't know when. Uh, maybe it'll be beforehand. Maybe it'll be during. Yeah, we don't, if it's don't know. Raccoon City in 1998, they're going to have a bad time. Yeah, they're just going to have zombies everywhere. <laughs> there's going to be Zambonis. Um, but that's the interesting thing, because up until this point, all of the like main key players are all dead. Like, Marcus is dead. Uh, Ashford is dead. Spencer is dead. Wesker's probably dead. Probably. But there's like a little hit that maybe he's not if you play all of uh, the corpse, which nobody did. Um, (laughs) Wesker's never dead. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, So like all of the good guys are alive still. Except for Ethan. Except Ethan's dead. But like Chris and Leon and Jill. True. uh, Birkin, Moeller. They're all alive. But all the baddies are dead. So I'm sure we're going to get to the ninth game and they'll be like, the new, the new evil bad guys, Neo Family CF Umbrella Corps, 
are creating bioweapons. I bet you never expected that we'd say that we made a zombie. <laughs> no way. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in uh, the ninth game. But I'm certainly curious. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm excited to see how this TV show works out, what it actually right. is going to be about. And I think at some point we're planning... I, th- I don't remember if there's more than one, but I know there's at least one Resident Evil movie. I think there might be six. Wow, that's significantly <laughs> more than one. Let me, let me see. <laughs> but Let's I, look I, this up. I think we had, a, we had a plan to cover the plot of the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even touching that. There's no, so much it, stuff. It's also just, it's it's so it's so different. And this is, again, was a lot of, uh, a lot to cover. But I think you did pretty well at getting all the juicy bits. There are six. Oh my God. All the zombie bits. Right. All the Wesker bits. All of the Wesker bits. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Do you, how, how do you feel? How do you feel you did? I mean, I feel like that's most of it. I have my my extra plus one fun fact yes. ready for this episode. They held a contest to name Resident Evil when it was first coming out. In Japan, the name Biohazard won. Oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, and in America, Resident Evil won, which is a pun because the first game takes place in a mansion, and then oh, most Resident of the rest of them Evil. don't. That's funny. But the humorous thing is, for Resident Evil 7 in Japan, it is called Biohazard 7 Resident Evil because it takes uh, place in a house. Yeah. And in America, it's called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Biohazard yes. Which is adorable. That is adorable. <laughs> so Look that was my, my extra plus one fun fact. If you didn't already know that for this episode, anyone who's listening, now you know. <laughs> I love it. Well, I feel like you didn't make your, your perceived time, but this is also an ACAP episode as right. quick as possible. Right. And I feel like you did this pretty dang quick. Well, thank you. So I'm going to have to give you a one out of one Chris Redfield's gigantic trapezoid. <laughs> wow, I feel so honored. That's better than three out of five rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah, Just, I don't know what happened to him in seven, yeah, but like, he's a lot smaller. Yeah, well, I think he was doing roids back in the yeah. Because like in five and six, that man is huge. Yeah, he literally is the size of a small condominium. Like, yeah. His shoulders are oh my so God. wide. And then in eight, he's wearing a peacoat, so it's hard to tell. He's still giant. Yeah, he's. I think he got big less again. Big. Like, I don't know. If you watch Twilight, just think Emmett. Emmett Cullen. That man yeah. has no neck. It's just insane. <laughs> Except worse than that. Like put, put Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. On the shoulders of Emmett Cullen. Remove both of their necks and stack their heads. And right. That's he's. He's just huge. I don't he's, understand. He's a, he's a big boy. Chris Redfield. One whole trap. <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everybody. There's Resident Evil for you. Yeah. In as quick as possible. Yeah. And I mean, defy anyone to explain Resident Evil in less than 10 minutes. I don't think it can be done. That's not possible. Unless you say some people shoot a giant monster with a rocket launcher and then a facility <laughs> blows up. At which there point you, you pretty much got it. If you need the too long, didn't read version of Resident yeah. Evil... Shoot zombies with rocket launchers and blow up facilities. Perfect. That's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> and um, also zombies. Also that's zombies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's perfect. Wow. And now you know for a classic outro. I'm Nick. That's never how we I'm Alex. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Our outro is some something beautiful like, have you seen the sky today? It's lovely. Go out and look at it. That's perfect. Couldn't have asked for better.